I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles this morning to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Again, that's Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. And I want to make sure everybody gets there. We're going to read this together. And I'm going to do something this morning. I'm going to change uh, just a couple of words. And uh, you're going to notice it when I do it. But just just go along with it, alright? I'm just going to change a couple of words here. Don't worry, I'm not going to change it to anything unscriptural. Uh, just, just something that will help us understand this text just a little bit better. Matthew chapter 25, or Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, excuse me. Verse 25, this is Jesus speaking. He says, Therefore I say unto you, do not worry for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowl of the air that they sow not, neither do they reap, uh, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit unto his stature? Or why do you worry about raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Do not worry for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall uh, take thought for the things of itself, Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. Let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the text that you've given. We're thankful for the message that we have to look at today. I ask for your guidance and direction upon the service. Be with my voice. Lord, just help me to preach and use it for your honor and glory. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sure you noticed uh, the change that was made there, and it's not a change to the meaning of the verse at all. Uh, when we read and it says, take uh, thought or not to take thought, literally the, the two words, take thought, are translated from one word uh, in the Greek language, which just, seemed, which just means to worry or to be anxious about something. And I know that there are many things in life that we might worry about. There are many things in life that we might become anxious about. There are many issues in life that arise, and we don't know what we're going to do about that. We don't know how we're going to handle it. We don't know how we're going to get through it. And Jesus says to you this morning, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about your food. Don't worry about clothes. Don't worry about any of the things that only God can provide. Why? Because he already knows what you need. And that tells me that if he already knows what we need, and if we're not to worry about it, then that means that he already has a plan to take care of it, right? Do you believe that? 
Alright. And so the first thing we find in verse 25, just simply, not to worry. Look at verse 25 with me once again. He says, Therefore I say to you, take no thought or don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, or, net, or, or yet for your body, what you're going to put on is not the life more than meat or food and the body more than raiment or clothes. Alright, and so in these verses we find the phrase, take thought, is mentioned six times throughout this entire paragraph. And I'm sure you uh, noted that it was mentioned several times. But six times he says in these verses not to worry or not to take thought. Therefore, if Jesus uh, here is teaching uh, that we should never think about food or never plan ahead to buy clothing. Of course he's not teaching that. He's not saying that we should never plan ahead, that we should never be concerned about what we're going to wear or or concerned about what we're going to eat. But the emphasis is on worrying about those things, all right? Uh, We're we're not to have a a careless attitude about things. We are to have some concern. We are to be concerned with things. But worry is something that has a way of controlling our affections, controlling our minds. And so when he says not to take thought, he's basically saying, do not let your thoughts remain on this thing. Don't let your thoughts constantly be consumed by a concern for clothes, money, or whatever it is that God uh, can only provide. In Jesus' day, of course, we know that people did not have pantries that uh, were filled with canned and boxed foods. They didn't have closets full of uh, great wardrobe. Uh, these issues would have been a worry. If something happened and their clothes were messed up, uh, then, man, they, they had a problem. They had to figure out how they were going to get more clothes. Many of, uh, many of the people in Jesus' day would have had to do that. If all their food ran out or something happened uh, to their crops, of course, that would have been a great concern on their minds. And so if they ran out of food, the question is, what do we eat? If their clothes were out, the question is, what am I going to wear? How am I going to take care of this? What am I going to do? And I believe that even as Jesus is speaking these things, though he's talking about the basic necessities in life that we have, such as food, clothing, uh, shelter, and, and things like that, I believe that Jesus' words are indicative of any need that we might come across in life. Anything that we might uh, worry about, anything or any concern that might consume us, I believe is being addressed in these verses here. Now, there are obviously things that we worry about. There are things that we do need. There are things that if we don't have, that we won't get by. And and we have to have certain things in life. Our prayer lists in the uh, the bulletins are filled with people with health needs and uh, people who are going through sickness and pain. And there's fear of death all around. We have things going on in the world right now uh, that are uncertain. There are things going on, uh, of course, in the Middle East right now and, and have been for years and years and years. But things that are unsettling, things in the United States of America right now that are unsettling. And many of us, I know, worry about it. And I'm not just talking about this church. I'm talking about our society. Uh, that even as you go out and, and, uh, and you sit uh, in, in a restaurant or you're walking by someone in Walmart, you hear conversations where people are, are they're feeling this in despair. They don't know what they're going to do. They're consumed by worry. But child of God, we are not to be consumed with worry. Because we can depend on God. We know that God can provide for all of our needs. 
Things happen in life that we don't understand. But worry is not the answer to those things. It never has been and it never will be. Let me ask you this. It's just a question that Jesus asked in verse 27. He says, uh, verse 27, uh, excuse me, let me get to that verse. There it is. Which of you by taking thought or by worrying can add one cubit unto his stature? In other words, if you're too short. We've got some short people around here. If you're too short, can worry make you taller? That can that's up on that shelf, you don't know how you're going to reach it. I promise you one thing, worry is not going to get you any taller to get there, right? Through worrying, by thinking, or being concerned with things, or consumed by concern, we can't grow taller. Uh, If your days are numbered, worry can't add an hour to your life. If you're starving, worry can't put food in your belly. And if an emergency happens, worry sure can't fix the problem. In fact, worry often leads to other decisions that makes our problems worse, right? Worry is not the solution in difficult circumstances, it's got to be faith. And I think that every time that he says, take no thought, what he's saying is, he's he's not saying don't think about it, he's saying put those thoughts or put those worries and concerns and burdens on him. Put Put those back on God. Don't be afraid to say, God, you promised that you would never leave us or forsake us. You promised that you would always provide for us. Here we are. We're in a need, and you're the only one who can take care of this. And don't be shy by saying, God, we're trusting you, and we're depending on you to provide the needs that we have. Not talking about bossing God around, but having boldness in prayer and, and being confident as you pray that God hears those prayers and will answer them. Trust in God. Jesus gives two illustrations that should encourage believers to depend on God. He says in verse 26, to consider the fowl of the air. Uh, Of course, talking about the birds, it says, Behold the the fowl of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap. They're not out planting crops. They don't gather their food into barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they He says, look at the flowers of the field. Look at verse 28. And why do you think, uh, take thought for raiment or for clothes? Look at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Let me ask you an important question this morning. Do you believe that God can provide? I do. I believe that God can provide. And not only do I believe that God can provide, I believe that God will provide. Because He knows what our needs are. He knew what they were before they came up. Before we knew what they were, he knew what they were. And he already has a plan, some way that he's going to fill that need. And God absolutely can 
and will do that. The thought here is that if God personally feeds every bird and, and clothes every flower, will He not much more take care of our needs? Does He not love us much more than sparrows and much more than flowers? Are we not made in His image and are we not called by His name? Yes, God will take care of us. Absolutely. But when trouble comes into our life, when funds run low and when the pantry or closets are empty, what we do is we often find ourselves running everywhere trying to make a way or trying to provide for ourselves. We call our friends, we call our family, we borrow money, we sit and sulk, and, uh, and we talk to people, can you believe what's happening? Can you believe what we're going through? What are we going to do about this? How are we going to get through this? How are we going to provide? We look everywhere and talk to everyone except the only one who can do anything about it. Something hit me the other day in my my personal quiet time. In the Proverbs it says that there is safety in the multitude of counsel. What does that mean? That means that you need to seek wise counsel. Right? You need to run things by people. You need to talk to people. You need to discuss things with people. You need to seek counselors that you trust and speak with them and talk to them and seek that counsel. But you know what I found? The more, and all through life what I found is the more that I go and talk to people about what I'm going through or talk to people about what's on my mind or discuss things with people, what I often do is I, uh, is I start listening to the ones that want to say what I want to hear and start Pushing the ones back that are saying things I don't want to hear. You know what I mean? And sometimes I get to a point where I say, why do I keep going to these friends when I haven't even gone to God and talked about this yet? And so sometimes we will hurdle over the infinite, omnipotent, wise counsel of God and run straight to our friends who don't know any more about our situation than we do. And instead of trusting God, we start talking to others. We start listening to others. We start taking counsel from others. And yes, there is safety in the multitude of counsel, but you don't need to get counsel from anybody until you've received counsel from God. He's the first one we go to. He's the first one we talk to. He's the first one we discuss these issues with. Because He's the only one who can do anything about it. When you're running low, Jesus says to walk outside. Anybody ever get there? You, you just you, you just feel empty. Like you, you had gas in your tank, but now you, you can tell that your spiritual gas tank is just on E. You know, your mental gas tank, your physical gas tank is just on E. You, you don't feel the energy, you don't feel the motivation, you don't know what you're gonna do, you're so you feel so helpless and so hopeless in the situation that you're in, and you just feel down. And Jesus says, when you get that way, walk outside. Walk outside and look at the birds. Of the air. Walk outside and look at the grass and the flowers of the field who have no minds, who are not made in God's image, and yet God carefully protects and watches over them. Will He not much more watch over you? 
Verses 30 and 32. I want to read those again. He says, Wherefore God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, don't worry, saying, What are we going to eat, or what are we going to drink, or how are we going to be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. Look at verse 32. For your Father knows that you have need of all these things. I'm going to promise you something. I promise you that you will never run low on cash. Talk to God about it and He'll be surprised. That'll never happen. You'll never run low on food. Talk to God about it and Him be shocked that it's not there. You'll never lose a job. You'll never go through a crisis that you'll go to God and fill Him in and Him say, Oh, I just didn't see that coming. (laughs) He already knows. He's already got something to take care of. Trust Him. Trust Him. He's got this. Seek the kingdom of God. Look at verse 33. It says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Not can be, not might be, shall be. They will be added unto you. Everything points right back to Him. If we're living for God, then we're not going to be caught up in treasuring the things of the world. We're not going to have a double focus on life. We're not going to be concerned with all these other things and what we're going to do. But we're focused on God and we trust God. And we know that even when we can't see the path ahead, He's already got it paved. Therefore, His Word must constantly be a light into our path. lamp into our feet. Jesus says, don't worry about where you'll get food and clothes. Don't worry about how this is going to be taken care of. Don't worry about this problem or that problem. He says, you take care of your responsibilities. You seek first the kingdom of God. You put your focus on me, God says. I'll take care of the rest. When our priorities are rightly fixed on Him, God provides our needs on earth. Look at chapter 6, verse 11. He says in chapter 6, verse 11, there's a prayer here as part of the model prayer. He says, give us this day our daily bread. I want you to notice that God didn't instruct them to pray for all the food they'll need this year. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Every day we need Him. Every day we get our focus on Him. Every day we seek His kingdom. We seek His will. We seek His provisions on a daily basis. There is daily dependence upon God. Look at verse 34, back in in chapter chapter 6, verse 34. He says, take therefore no thought for tomorrow... For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. In other words, he says this. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow 
will worry about itself. He says, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worries and so does today. You seek daily the kingdom of God. You seek daily His righteousness. You seek daily His will. You seek daily His provision. And day by day by day, God will lead you, guide you, and provide for you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will care for itself. He says each day has enough trouble of its own. Don't worry yourself. Don't fret yourself about what what to do in the future. You follow God now. You trust God now. And let Him take care of tomorrow. I think that's what our verses say. Listen, there are so many things that can cloud our minds. There's so many things that can burden us. There's so many cares in this world that we're going to run into. So many things that are unexpected to us. But I promise, again, they're not unexpected to God. So maybe that's where you are. You're standing before it. You don't know what to do. You don't know where you're going. You don't know how, this is, how God provides, how, how all this is going to work out. You say, I believe God. I'm just not seeing His plan right now. That's fine. Let Him take care of His plan for tomorrow. You worry about following Him today. And as you're ready, and, and as He, as he uh, day by day, as those needs arise, He will provide for those needs as they arise. And that, that is living life by faith. It's living life... Seeking His kingdom and letting Him worry about the things of this world.